Hello, and thank you for joining us on our Inspire Church podcast. It's our prayer that this message inspire you, that it builds your faith, and that it can help you see how God desires to move in your life. Enjoy the message. The series we're looking at is called What is on Your Mind? But we've added one word and it says what is really on your mind. There's so many things that go through our mind every day and it's thousands and thousands of thoughts and even down to the the, the minute and the second of how many thoughts do really go through our mind. And tonight I'm just thinking about a little verse as I'm standing here and it says, he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. And you may have heard that verse before and you may have not had heard it before, but it's, it seems like it's an oversimplification. There may be a truth in it, it's simple truth, but how do we make that a reality within our life? Tonight I want to speak about the peace of God. For me, many times, peace is an elusive thing. It's there, you grab it, and it seems like it's, it's gone. But as I look at this whole concept of the mind, we will understand that most of the battles in life are won and fought in the mind. Sometimes other external factors come into it, but in the end, the, the battle is in between our ears of the thought processes, the way we filter things, the way we make decisions. And there's another thought is that if you have a negative life that's full of criticism and and gossip and we're always looking at the wrong way of things, it's really hard to have a negative mind and a negative outlook and live a positive life. So we're going to go on a journey for the next few moments and we're just going to discover how we can get on the pathway of experiencing the peace of God within our everyday experience. The Bible says that in the world you will have a tribulation, but in me you will have peace. I don't believe that is saying that you only have peace on Sunday. I believe that God has peace for us Seven days a week, 24 hours, we either walk into it or we've got to discover it and see it outworked within our lives. One of our key verses has been Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, and it reads like this, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good acceptable and perfect will of God. I just think a mind that is conformed to the world will have so many worries and fears and anxieties. But if we're seeing our mind transformed by the very grace of God, I believe we begin to prove to ourselves there is the will of God we can walk in, which is the good acceptable and perfect will of God. I don't believe let's jump in and try to find the perfect. Let's jump in and try to find what is good. Let's try to find what is acceptable and allow God to move us on to what is perfect 
in life. The Bible is our, some say, our handbook to life. I believe it's more than that. I believe the Bible has the power to transform our very lives, our very thoughts, and our behaviors. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, this is Paul reading or writing to the church at Philippi, but you'd think he was writing it to us in May 2020. And it reads like this, be anxious for nothing. What an amazing scripture, Paul. What an amazing inspiration from the Holy Spirit. Be anxious for nothing. I wonder if he was thinking about the pandemic where there's so much uncertainty and isolation and when can we go back to work? When can we get back to normal? Which creates anxiety. But Paul here is speaking about a principle and he says, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known, made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses, goes beyond all understanding will guard, another word, will garrison your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Verse 8 says, finally, brethren, things that are true, things that are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these. I believe in these principles are the keys to maintain our peace. Think about what's right. Think about what's pure. Think about what's lovely. Think about what's admirable. Think about what's deserving of respect. Think about anything that's excellent, praiseworthy. Meditate on these. And then verse 9 says, The things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the peace of God will be with you. So Paul talks about prayer. He talks about where our meditation should be and he talks about the practices of life that cultivate the whole aspect of peace within our life. I remember in the 70s, there used to be, you know, that sign, hey, peace, bro. Yeah, even the Hebrew, it's shalom. And we talk about these words and we just kind of think, peace, if only I could have peace, if only I could establish it in my life. But we have these things of runaway thoughts. We have these worries. We have fears and anxieties. And even going through this pandemic, you know, when it first started, we had this first stage of, of panic and people were panic buying. And we saw the, you know, the, the graphic pictures on TV of people really just getting carried away in this frantic state of panic. And then it goes through another stage of acceptance and now people are suffering from this thing called cabin fever where they just want to get out and get on with life. But peace, how is it attained? You see, our life will always go in the direction of our strongest thoughts and feelings. What are the feelings? What are the thoughts 
that keep coming up that disturb your peace. I don't say that we stick our head on the ground and pretend they're not there. We, we live in the, a real world. We live with real issues and situations. But the Bible says that, and Jesus says, there is a way in this that we can discover peace. You see, any time that you're afraid, anxious, or worried, I find if I don't do things, it compounds. And the more I think about it, the more anxious, the more worried, and the more, you know, the, the more afraid I am, and it keeps on compounding and going round in the circle. There is a part in the brain that's called the amygdala. It's part of the brain that is wired for our survival. What it does, it helps us to respond to fear, flight, or fight, or freeze. The thing is, when there's danger, the amygdala kicks in and it sends to the body these big shots of adrenaline. Now, here's a little problem with the amygdala. It is a very good thing to have within your body, but it has no objective. It's not logical, okay? It's just hardwired to protect us. What else God has put within our brain, apart from the amygdala that releases adrenaline, he realizes the amygdala needs help. He puts this thing in our brain that's called a prefrontal cortex that is the logic part within our brain. And all these things are being programmed within our minds. Now, let me say this. Jesus didn't say, let your hearts be troubled. No, he said, let not your hearts be troubled. The angel didn't say, glory to God in the highest and stress and anxiety on earth. Paul didn't say, be anxious about everything. No, he says in Philippians 4, 6 and 7, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You see, obviously things come along and threaten our peace. And maybe when we feel that things are out of control, Instead of allowing those things to increase the stress, the worry, and the anxiety, Paul is stating here, why don't you pray? Wow. Why don't we pray? Even myself, why do I leave it sometimes till I'm so anxious that I've got no option but to pray? But I want to suggest today that prayer is powerful. God encourages us to come boldly to the throne of grace. Not only does prayer move the heart of God, got good news for you here, prayer changes the chemistry in your brain. Yeah, it does something in your mind and in your thinking and in the process of flight and fright and rationale. Prayer makes a difference in the chemistry in your mind. A few decades ago, neurologists believed the brain didn't change much from adolescent on. 
neuroplasticity, where the brain is continually changing. It's reorganizing. It's reorganizing connections in especially, listen, in responses to learning. Neurotheology, also known as spiritual neuroscience, which studies the relationship between the brain and its relationship with God and how prayer can actually change the brain. Let's read this. It has been found that 12 minutes of daily focused prayer over an eight-week period can change the brain to such an extent that it can be measured on a brain scan. That's from Dr. Carolyn Leaf, author of Switch On Your Brain. Just as toxins and negative thoughts hurt the brain, prayer heals and restores the brain. I just wonder why sometimes we're a bit reticent to pray if we know it has so many results, not only in the kingdom of God, not only in our outer world, but also in our inner world. Why do we have problems praying? Well, maybe it seems like it's an unnatural act. Just a thought. Maybe it's an omission to ourselves that we can't handle this and we see our own weaknesses and we're not sure if we do want to submit to that. Maybe sometimes we think prayer is unrelated actually to results. And maybe in the future we'll talk more about this, but I want to get back to this subject of why do we worry? Why do we panic or why do we have anxieties? Maybe we're experiencing an amygdala hijack because when we begin to worry, when we begin to be fearful, when we begin to panic, and when we're having anxiety, what we're doing, we're getting these adrenaline rushes, and it just pushes things out of the rational sphere. But Paul would say to us, hey, don't let us be dominated by that sinful thinking. You see, you've got to realize there's other parts in our life that can bring balance if we will just understand what the Word of God is saying. What is worry? Worry is the sin of distrusting the promises and power of God. Or we look at a dictionary definition, which means this. Thoughts, images, emotions, actions that are negative in nature, that are repetitive and un controlled. That's what worry does to us. It's images, it's pictures, it's emotions, it's actions, it's negative things that keep repeating itself and they seem like they're uncontrolled within our life. So maybe instead of letting these things control our mind, maybe we should choose to be directed by spirit-driven thoughts and actions, and allow the Word of God to come up strong within our lives. Philippians 4.8, whatever is good, whatever is admirable, think on these things. Another verse says, take every thought captive. And you might say, oh, John, this is hard work. I think if we can put a little bit of effort in it, we're going to enjoy our life so much more. 
Sometimes life experiences grabs the amygdala and exaggerates the non-important things. Something kicks in. I remember a few years ago, I was just driving down Hoxton Park Road, actually, and I just stopped at a traffic light and a guy behind me just wasn't looking and just bumped in the back of me. It wasn't anything serious. He was in the wrong and he came out and he lost it. I got so fearful, I ran into my car and locked it. Then after a few moments, he, he all settled down. You see, that guy didn't have control of his rationale. All he kind of did, the amygdala kicked in, got a fright, what am I going to do? I'm going to fight this. But after a few moments, it settled down and rationale settled in. I just want to encourage us as Christians, we don't have to live on adrenaline. We can have this rationale that God has put within our mind, driven by the Spirit of God, that we can just step back and just think rationally about what is happening within our mind. So every time my mind begins to go towards what is not a good thought, for example, poor me, I'm lonely, no one cares, I'm not appreciated, no one understands me, my irrational suspicions, wanting to pull someone down so I make myself look greater or to be critical or to be judgmental or things like I'm not good enough or I start to gossip about others because I want to make myself look better or uncontrolled anger. Whatever is negative, why don't we get hold of those things and put them through the Philippians 4 filter? Think on whatever is true, whatever is admirable, whatever is of good reputation, whatever is real, whatever is beautiful, whatever is respectful, whatever is holy, whatever is merciful, whatever is kind. And whatever is outside that filter, we grab that thought by the tail and we say, you're not going to dwell in my mind. I pull you back out of my mind in the name of Jesus. And I was, as I was thinking about this today, I was just thinking, you know, the things that try to creep in our mind from now on in a great intention, I'm going to pull it by the tail and say, you're not going in there in Jesus' name. There's a few things I look at in life when it comes to things I can't control. And it's three things. I'll do what I can do. I'll give to God what I can't do. And I'll trust God no matter what. So no matter what the external circumstance may be, I'm going to guard where my mind goes. Just imagine if we could have peace of heart, the joy of life, the peace of mind, that we could just trust God. It's all possible. It's a journey we go on, learning to regulate and get our minds transformed so we're living and we're putting our minds on the right track to think the right things. I believe that God has peace for each one of us. 
Jesus paid the price for our peace on the cross. We even see that when Jesus was on earth with his disciples, the disciples got into places where they'd lost their peace, but Jesus again, he brings them back to the place of peace. And in every circumstance of life that you come into, maybe you'll walk into peace, but maybe you've got to fight for that peace. It's an interesting scripture in Hebrews 4, 9 and 11. It says, there remains therefore a rest for the people of God, or there's a peace for the people of God. In verse 11, it says, let us therefore be diligent to enter in to that peace. So what I'm saying today, there is peace available for us. Don't get stressed and anxious because it may be elusive. Why don't we get some of the principles, rely on the power of the Holy Spirit, rely on Jesus and say, Jesus, many times my mind is the thing that takes away my peace. It's not the circumstance. It's what I allow to get into my mind. If your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts, do you like where your thoughts are taking you? Are you continuously worried, anxious, afraid and fearful? Ask the Holy Spirit. Get into a system of just being intentional of what you're allowing to go in your mind and start to regulate and fill your mind with good things and you will find there'll be tipping points within your life. If you don't control what you think, you'll never control what you do. Identify the truth of what God's saying about your situation. Write it down, think it, confess it, until you believe it. What are we going to do? We're going to write it down. We're going to think it. We're going to confess it until we believe it because I believe there's transforming power in the Word of God and as we bring our thoughts to Christ and say, God, transform my thinking. Here's some things we could declare. Jesus is first in my life. I exist to serve and glorify him. I am disciplined. Christ in me is stronger than any desire in me. I am growing closer to Jesus every day because Jesus lives in my family. My body is stronger. My faith is deeper. My leadership is sharper. I am creative innovative. I'm driven. I'm focused. I'm blessed beyond measure because of the Holy Spirit that dwells within me. My word, thoughts, and imaginations are under the power of Jesus Christ. I take all thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. Declare what is true about you. Write it, think it, confess it, Believe it in Jesus' name. You see, you are not held to your unhealthy thoughts. The weapons you fight are not the weapons of this world. You have divine power to demolish strongholds. Worry is not your master. 
Trust in God. His peace guards your hearts, guards your mind, and guards your soul in Christ Jesus. You are not a slave to your habits. You are not a prisoner to addiction. You have been rescued from the power of darkness and brought into the kingdom of light. You can't control what happens to you, but you can control how you respond. So easy for me when I get offended that I can feel rejected, but I pull that out of my mind and I say that I'm loved and I'm accepted. You see, we interpret circumstances through the goodness of God. God is for you. Cover everything in prayer. We are not going to be anxious about everything, but in everything by prayer and petition, we're going to present our request to God and the peace of God that transcends understanding will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I just want to encourage you in closing, don't believe the lie. You can change little by little and see the grace of God flow into your life. Embrace the truth. It's the truth that sets us free. And I don't want you to get all stressed and struggling and think you have to be a certain person. No, just start where you are and let's go on the journey of allowing God to do something amazing. Thanks again for joining us. If you have any questions or simply for more information regarding Inspire Church, visit us at inspirechurch.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. It's our prayer that you live inspired by the Word of God and more alive in Him than ever before. Until next time.